of Mistress Mia's Dungeon. I'm your hostess, Mistress Mia, and you know the great, the fearless Master John Lord Bala, Johnny Hotcake. Yay, me! Yeah! Holy shit! <laughs> I sound more and more like the wrestler. What's the wrestler's name that does that? Oh, oh my God. Randy Savage. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, <laughs> Captain Encino. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, oh yeah! Yeah! <laughs> it is I, I'm here. The fearless, well... Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) You're fearless, John. I fear you. Please. For the love of God, don't shit on me. Oh, God. I can handle you, but don't shit on me. That scares me. Okay. Speaking of I hear it's nutty and delicious. Yes. I've heard it's nutty and delicious. We've heard. Yes. But we have not experienced. So. We're going to leave that in the realm of possibilities. Speaking of that, John. So my old childhood friend that we talked about last week, and I said, hey, look, um, her and her husband, they're having issues like they always do because they're both alcoholics. Uh, He had called me, and he just whined, complained about himself, his life, you know, a little bit of her, but mainly, you know, him and all of his issues. So, you know, I just pacified him. You know, we had this conversation, you know. Anyway, the dumbass did not delete his call logs, and my long, long-time best friend called me. She's like, I can't believe you would do this. Why did you talk to him? Da-da-da-da-da. And I said, look, I didn't tell him. Be- I didn't tell you because I didn't want to cause a rift between the two of you. I was trying to be neutral. She's like, well, you gave him a number to an attorney. I said, I gave him a number to an attorney. He had a lot of things that he needs help with, and... um you know. Right. If you give him num- the number to an attorney, what he does with the attorney is up to him. Exactly. That's not your fault. Exactly. If he decides, well, I'm going to use this attorney to, you know, yeah, <laughs> do I mean, some shit to my wife. Yeah. The, the <laughs> grandson had some legal issues. Uh, you know, I told him, I said, talk to an attorney about your assets, you know, what to expect. You know, and it's not like he's going to leave her high and dry if, if he does file for divorce. You know, he we wouldn't do that. We couldn't anyway. That's not how divorce works. Exactly. You know, and, and it's Florida. You know, it's a 50-50 deal. Right. You know. That's why we have judges to make sure that they don't. That's right. But needless because to say. Because people are assholes. Yes. Most people. Well, <laughs> no, not all people. All people are assholes from time to time. <laughs> from time to time. I can be an asshole. It's true. But needless <laughs> to say. No. But needless to say, you know, Melissa goes on and. You know, she was not happy. And clearly, you know, life sucks. But it is what it is. You know, when you beat up your husband, you know, expect things to happen sometimes. Right. <laughs> Just saying. But what was sad. You you you, you, you uh, reap what you sow, right? You do reap Life's what you sow. Life's a garden. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it was really fucked up. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to make okay. So, no, that was a good trying joke. To lighten up, trying to lighten yes. up. Yes. Okay. What was funny was he actually went and called her, and he went home, and you know she saw the call logs. So then he completely outed me times ten of things well, that I didn't necessarily say. Here's what you do when you're drunk and you fuck up: you blame somebody else. Excuse. That's what Thank you do. You. That's what you do. Yes. What, what do you expect from him? He did the right thing. <sighs> Considering seventy five percent of our conversations, he was intoxicated. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So. 
So anyway, so when she called me, she actually called me from his phone to make it, you know, look like he was calling me. So I kept hitting the ignore button and I was like, I'm not answering this fucking phone. And he just kept calling, didn't he? He just kept calling. I was like, okay. motherfucker. So this then isn't I thought, end well. no. So then I thought maybe something serious happened, you know? Yeah. So I answered the phone. I'm like, yes, Trevor, what is it? And he's like, I just want to let you know I was at home. And I'm like, what the fuck? You yeah. Know? Why would you call 500 times to say I'm at home? Yeah. And I said, what are you talking about? He's like, I'm at home. She's right here. She she wanted us to. She wanted me to. Uh, uh, here she here 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 she is. I was like, really. And then of course that is fucking hilarious. By the is way, is that not hilarious? She's <laughs> <laughs> her little gimp boy at this point. Yes, yes. <laughs> but what was funnier? This is the funny shit. So she's telling me, how dare you talk to your to my husband? I would never talk to your husband. And I'm thinking, yeah, my husband wouldn't talk to you. He doesn't talk to my friends. He wouldn't have a fucking interest in you or anything else about your marriage. Okay. The one thing I do know about your husband is he doesn't like stupid just as much as I don't like Thank stupid. Thank you. So he's, yeah, he's not he going to talk. wouldn't talk that shit. No. No. So, <laughs> but I said, look, I said, I didn't call you because I didn't have your new number because you broke your phone over your husband's head. And she's like, I did not. Is that what he told you? And of course, <laughs> I'm on speaker and her husband's in the back. Yes, you did. You threw that phone and you hit my head and you you cut my face. <laughs> and I was like, what oh the fuck? Oh, my God. We're laughing fuck? at these drunken bastards. Yes. But it's, it's, re- it's serious. It's we're serious. Sh- but at this point, they were not drunk. You know, he was drunk, I think. But she was not. She was just being stupid. You know, well, and, maybe she doesn't need alcohol to be batshit. And I've heard different <laughs> reviews. You know, you were just like, yeah, I wouldn't have told her. You know, my husband's like, you should never have talked to him anyway. You know, and of course, other people are just like, yeah, you should have just called her and told her what happened. You're just trying to be a good friend. That's it. I was trying to be neutral. Exactly. He has mental health issues. Okay, here's he was suicidal. Okay. I'm going to be on your side for a second because if somebody calls you and they're talking to you, it's automatically assumed that it's in confidentiality. Exactly. Unless he's planning on killing her or doing something bad to her. Thank you. I guess a divorce is, but he was asking for advice. He wanted somebody to talk to. Exactly. You don't go back and tell the other person because the minute you do, you break the trust and they never come to you anymore. Thank you. you Thank you. You need to have that in so you can talk to both of them. So you know the T, so you <laughs> so you can pull the strings. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not you can't to be fuck the that up, master. You can't fuck that up. You got you got to play both sides. That's how it goes. Well, my point of it is, they don't even have BDSM in their life. Well, that's and the problem. That's the problem. That's, un- that's unfortunate. <laughs> you know, if they beat the shit out of each other in the dungeon, they wouldn't have to do it in the kitchen. I know. With phones. <laughs> With phones. One time, I went to their house years ago. They've always had beautiful homes, like really nice houses. And I walk into their house and I look up and I'm like, why is there fucking chili on the ceiling? (laughs) (laughs) You know what she told me? Okay, one of two reasons. Yes. Because she boiled the chili with no lid on it and let it bubble up and hit the ceiling. Or the phone fell in it after it fell off his head. (laughs) (laughs) Splashed. The ceiling was, uh, well... This was the ceiling by the front door. Oh, God. <laughs> so it wasn't in the kitchen. She threw a bowl of chili at him, didn't she? No. No. She had a boiling pot of chili. 
And she claimed that she was transferring it and was going to take it out on the dining room table, but yet that wasn't the direction to the dining room. Oh, my next guess was she fed it to him and he had explosive diarrhea. No, that wasn't it. (laughs) Now that's some BDSM for you. (laughs) She went to throw the hot chili on him, chased him with it, and then slipped, busted her ass. The pan popped up. And she basically flung it upwards. Did it land on her, though? No. No. It hit the ceiling and the wall. Oh, I was hoping. But could you imagine fucking, you know. I I see it in my head, and it's fucking hilarious. It was. It was hilarious. I'm like, what the hell is wrong with you people? Can't you just have normal civil conversations like seriously? Right. And also, get up there and scrape those beans off the ceiling. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to fall on someone. John, I was standing there, and I was like, I think they're. They're beans falling from the ceiling. It's raining beans. <laughs> raining beans. Shit. Oh, my God. This okay. story keeps getting better and better. Okay, well, you know, we didn't have much a resolve, but she was trying to play victim with me, saying, you don't know how bad he treats me. Oh, but the part that triggered this conversation between you and I was the fact that you said, my shit tastes nutty. Her oh. son, yeah, her son said to her, I don't know why your fucking husband is calling a dominatrix considering she gets paid to shit in people's mouth. Well, maybe getting shit in his mouth is better than getting chili thrown on him and a hip phone broken on his head. Thank you. That's what I said. (laughs) (laughs) And then I said, how does your son know so much about me, little fucker? (laughs) Why are you going running to your son talking about me? Exactly. Especially about me talking to your husband. Exactly. There you go. Now, speaking of talking to the husband, so Eminem, you love to hear these stories. Matt and Melissa. Matt and Melissa. Let's do it. Okay. Is it better than the other one? Yes. It's always better. Right. This is happy. This is a happy ending, right? Yes. Okay. This is happy. So Matt messaged me. He wanted to know if I would give him some tasks to do while he was in diapers. Of course. And his wife started it already for me. I've got a task for him. When you get done, remind me. I'll tell you what the task is. Tell us. Go ahead, tell us. He's wearing a diaper, right? Fuck yeah. So when he poos, I saw this at at a zoo when I was a kid. Oh my God. The monkeys like to take their poo- they do. And rub it on the glass of the enclosure and finger paint with it. Oh. So he can take his poo and paint you a nice little picture and send it to you. That is sick, John. I know you love it, don't that you? That is a fuck yeah, I love it. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> well, a <Melissa>. poo portrait. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently Melissa made him wear diapers to work and made him go in the bathroom and in the woods and take pictures of himself wearing the fucking diaper. Did she make him use the diaper? No, I don't think so. Diapers don't work if you pull them down. Yeah. You have to keep them on. You have to you have to wet the diaper. You have to wet the diaper, yeah. At work so people can smell it. Thank you. <laughs> So, Matt, that's going to be your first task. You do not have to take the diaper off with the poop and make me a poop portrait. That is not necessary. However. But you do need to do that for me. You do need to do that for John. Send it to the same address. One of us will get it. We do not want the poop delivered. Put Mia's name on the envelope. Write a letter inside that's for me, but she'll already open it. It'll be too late. No. No, no. Just just pee in your diaper at work. Take a picture. Take a picture of it. 
I want to see it too. John wants to see it too. Fuck yeah. And you have to wear it. And let's let's make him do it at lunchtime. So then he has to wear it, you know, the duration after lunch. You know what would be even better? Yes. If he fails at this. Mm-hmm. Next time he has to pee his pants without a diaper on <gasps> at work. Oh, shit. That's And everyone hardcore. will see. That's So you better do it right the first time. Okay. All well, right. I'm going to send you the pictures over. That's what happens. If you don't follow the instructions, you get in trouble. <laughs> you do. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right. We're having too much fun tonight. All right. So you remember we talked last week about Stephen from Virginia. Yeah. Okay. So Stephen has been contacting me and we we really have talked extensively. Um, He wrote me an email. He said, good morning, Mistress and Master John. I hope you're having a great day. I saw the episode on Spotify. I can't wait to listen to it when I told him, you know, hey, we talked about you. Right. He said, we talk about people a lot. We <laughs> <laughs> to their husbands. <laughs> he said, "I really want you to know how much it means to me that I can come up and share my experience. However, um, however shitty it was, I can at least open up to you both, and that you won't have to judge me, <laughs> and I won't worry about getting made fun of or being told how stupid I was." Well, part of it is being made fun of and being told stupid you are. That's the humiliation part. Yeah, I don't think he wants that right now. (laughs) So I responded to him and I said this. I said, you know, thanks, Stephen, for all the compliments. I said, you know, shit happens sometimes. So do you mind if I ask you a few questions? I know you said you were cool with it. So John and I had some questions. First, what was so appealing about this woman that you were willing to leave everything behind? Then I said, what did your family say when you just up and left And then what did they say when you came back? And have you ever thought to just divorce your wife and actually live alone first and find yourself, then try to find someone who isn't a pro-dom, but a lifestyle dom to have a relationship with? And then I told him, if you go and listen to the episode with Rick, the cross-dresser that we've interviewed a couple times, he dealt with a sexless marriage and eventually found someone to be with who accepted him. Oh, yeah. And they're super happy. She's a great woman. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she was super cool. Yeah, I like her. So Stephen wrote back. uh, He said she was mysterious. She had this look about her. This is going to sound really stupid, but her eyes just drew me in. I don't think I was into goth, but I was wrong. She was looking for a 24-7 pet, and I wanted to be her pet. I get so aroused the thought of a woman that it keeps me bound and gagged and there's no escape. I have to submit or suffer the consequences. Ooh, consequences, John. Oh. (laughs) That really turns me on. I want to just give up everything. My mom passed away in July of 2016. My dad passed away in April of 93 and he was an alcoholic. He used to beat my mom in front of me and my younger brother. I would always break up the fight. I was 13 and my younger brother was eight. It got so bad that he was going to kick my mom out of the house. He started to throw her clothes out the front door and I told him that if he did, I was going to kill him. I would get the shit kicked out of me at school. I had no friends. I was fat and no girl ever gave me the time of day. He was not going to hit my mom ever again and he didn't. In one of his drunken moments, he took his pistol out of the closet and told my mom and me that he was going to kill himself. He went to the back of the porch and we heard a gunshot. Mom asked me if I was going to check. I said no. She didn't check either. Wait a minute. Asked him if he was going to go check? Yeah. 
Okay. That's a lot on a 13-year-old child. First of all, Stephen. Yeah. Kudos to you for saying no. Because yeah. that, saying no is a hard thing to do. Yeah. But wow. Wow. Yeah. He said a minute later, Dad stormed in the house saying he had a shot a rabbit that had gotten into the trash. Oh, my God. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> I hated him. I'm still dealing with him 30 years later. My therapist said I need to let it go. I can't. My wife flipped out and threatened to throw me out. She called a divorce lawyer and said she was going to sue me for everything I have. I don't have anything in the first place. She was going to sue me for alimony. My kids are 27 and 21. What alimony? When I put myself in the hospital, I had to do it a lot. I had to do a lot of soul searching. I love BDSM. I have for a long time. I was really going to throw away my family for a stranger. Apparently I was. I masturbate to bondage every week, but I still want to experience it firsthand. It's hard because I love my kids and they're slowly forgiving me for fucking up. My wife has been unemployed for almost 15 years. The kids and I are the ones who pay the bills or what we can pay. If I leave, then my wife will suffer and I don't want to be responsible for that. It was different when I was out of my head. I just didn't care. I'm clear-headed now, and I can't do that. So my sexual desires aren't just thoughts, so I can take care of my family. Sad, isn't it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, some of that is sad. The first part, though, is you are not responsible if your wife cannot take care of herself. That is not your fault. I understand you care for her, but she's a grown-ass woman. Agreed. She's made choices. She's done things. Obviously, you're not happy. She's not happy. The relationship is making you miserable. To stay with her and continue to go through that and continue to allow that to affect you in a negative way takes away from your ability ability to be a good father, to be a good friend to her eventually, because it's going to take time, but eventually you can be a good friend to her. But right now, it just seems like it's self on self-destruct and the further you go the worse it's going to get so staying from what i hear is going to be worse for her than you leaving and she can't take care of herself she'll figure it out absolutely we can't we can't take responsibility for someone else's life we can't and you know that's a hard lesson is one i had to learn too so so i will say that steven has agreed to actually be on the podcast that we get to sit and interview him okay and talk to him about and we don't have to ask him about his wife anymore because that was deep and that was enough that is a fucking lot we'll we'll talk about his fantasies yeah and wanting to be a pet because those sound that sounds like fun we need to talk about that stuff but i will say this you know a few things is that you know steven you had a very dysfunctional childhood no child should have to go through that you know, the fact that you protected, you know, your sibling and you had to deal with that, you know, and, and going to school and being bullied, it's horrific. I, I dealt with a lot of similar issues in my childhood. My mother was suicidal. My father, he was not a violent person, but, you know, he was in and out with other women and it caused a lot of issues in my life throughout my entire life. But I will say that for your mother, uh, she put a lot on you. And a lot of times we have a tendency to marry or find people that are like our parents, the ones that raised us and however dysfunctional it is. We, um, 
you were clearly in a situation with a controlling, manipulative person. And, you know, your, my, your wife might have those similar traits. Yeah. So my question is, are you worried about your wife not being able to take care of herself? Are you, or is the real fear you're going to fail your mother? Yeah. Yeah. You weren't, it's, a, you weren't able to take care of your mother. Exactly. So it's, now you feel stuck taking care of this yeah. person to make up for it. Yeah. And the fact that your therapist would say, let it go with your father. Fuck that. I would disconnect from him. You know, whether he's in a home or he's by himself, fuck him. Fuck him all day long. You know what? I did that with my father. You did, John. Absolutely. I don't, it doesn't bother me. Yeah. I don't have a relationship with him anyway. Yeah. So. And he's not the person you'd want to be. I, I choose to not have him in my life. There you go. He tries to reach out, and I and I tell him no. That's it. I don't need you in my life. You you did you. I didn't ruin that. He did. Absolutely. I can be a good person without having to have my father in my life, and it's okay. Absolutely. And I think the only thing you should let go, Stephen, is let go of people that have been problematic in your life that have caused these pains and the suffering that has, has been created in your life because of them. So yeah, it sounds like you're, <clears throat> you're on the right track with your children. You're rebuilding Absolutely. that relationship. Listen, all parents fuck up with their kids. I don't know the story. I did it. Yeah. You know, I, we've talked about my past and my upbringing and the cult that I was raised in as a Mormon and leaving the church and being able to, Relearn everything and to be a better father. Yeah. And I'm grateful that I was able to get out and that I was able to get my children out. Are they struggling? Am I struggling? Yes. But we're better. We're in a better place. So kudos to you for for taking care of your kids and rebuilding that relationship. And it'll it'll happen. It'll I was going to say, John's two oldest children are doing amazing. <laughs> I know. They amazing. shock the shit out of me. <laughs> They're doing great. I mean, can we just brag about your daughter a little bit? You mean the one going to Harvard Law? Yeah. Yeah. On a full ride? I know. And I told her, I said, your daddy can't pay for that. You don't have to do that on your own. She's like, okay, I got it. She did. She got a my, lot My of son's money. in the Marines. He's doing well. Yes. You know, they're both doing better, better than their dad. Abs- well, you know, you're, you're just a hard worker. I, I, I do well in other areas. And I was going to say, and you've always sacrificed for everybody cool guy. else. Yeah, I'm a pretty cool guy. Yeah. I like me. <laughs> So, I will say this, though, um, you know, as far as your wife goes, and I, you know, John's like, you know, it, it's just a crazy situation. I, you know, I don't know. Yeah. You, when you're in a bad, toxic relationship, yeah. it's bad for everyone. It is. And continuing it, trying to be, and, and trying to fix it and take care of this person just makes it worse. It's not, it doesn't ever get better. And it sounds like you and your children are actually enabling her, you know. If anything, I would I would just give her a time limit, a time frame herself. You know, quit punishing yourself. Yes, you made some bad choices, but I would say, hey, look, you can't work. Get on disability. Figure something out because the marriage is not working, and and set a plan in motion. And he said he said she's the one that threatened him. I'm going to get a lawyer and take you for everything you got. Yeah, she threatened he has you. Nothing. Yeah, yeah. Don't feel bad about it. No, it's the right thing to do. If you're unhappy and you feel like that, do it. Absolutely. So. It's going to be hard. It's going to be heartbreaking, you know, but in the long run, everyone will heal. And it'll be better. Absolutely. You can't just, you can't keep doing this. No, no. You can't go in full cycle of, you know, wanting BDSM. You can't do this. But I tell you what, if I see you, um, 
you know, whether we can arrange at some point, whether you'd come down here or whatever, I'll give you a free session. I mean, right. <laughs> serious. That's crazy. So he's, he's, he wants a dominatrix. He wants yeah. to be 24 seven. Yeah. So let's talk about what kinds of things do you ask someone when you're trying to find a new dom exactly. or find a new submissive? What, exactly. what kind of conversations do you have? Let's talk about it, John. So one of the first <laughs> questions is, what do you like? What kind of scenes turn you on? What are your fantasies? And that's my biggest question always is, as the dominant, the one that's going to provide the fantasy, I need to know what it is, the fan, what fantasy it is that you want me to create for you. So there that, you go. So that's a good starter conversation. What is it that you want? For him, he wants to be 24-7 slave to someone. He wants a dominatrix that is going to put him in his place. And that, that turns him on. But you have to be able to articulate that to the person you're talking to. And you have to find the person that is on that wants the same thing. Because if you go to a, dominant, a, a dom and she wants to be a mommy dom, but you want to be a taskmaster or master or a, a disciplinarian. There you go. It's not going to work out. It's like if a girl comes and she wants a daddy dom, but she's getting you know, the white knight. They're not the same thing. You have to find, you have to express what you need and find that person. True. Yeah. hundred percent. So John, what characteristics do you find sexy and a submissive? And a submissive? <laughs> yes. You do what the fuck you're told. <laughs> there if you I go. tell you to open your goddamn mouth, you open your goddamn mouth. Oh, shit. I tell you to bend over, you bend the fuck over. Wow. If you don't like it, I'm going to get my flogger and you're going to find the fuck out. <laughs> That's what I like in a submissive. <laughs> Daddy's ready. <laughs> I don't give a fuck if you're ready or not. You're ready now. <laughs> wow. Oh, any more questions? Of course. <laughs> you like that one, didn't of you? Of course. <laughs> what, so, what, so what What are some characteristics you like? You've, had, you've got a sub. You've got several. What do you like? Oh, I like, you know, a sub that's obedient. Right. Um, a sub that is um, is not needy, but someone. Oh. <laughs> yeah, oh. that's that's hard to find. Yeah. Um, but, you know, someone who's loyal and devoted. Yeah. I think devotion goes a long way. Someone I think who's honest. I think for me, Braddy's a little bit of Braddy's okay. A lot of yeah. Braddy's probably okay. Yeah. If you do it in the right context and the right spirit. Yeah. If you're just doing it to be a bitch, I don't like it. Yeah. You know? Yes. 100%. If I have, if I have to actually put you in your place, neither one of us is going to have fun anymore. <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> but she's not going to like that conversation. <laughs> and so true. I don't want to have to repeat myself. You know? Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, a thoughtful sub goes a long way. Yeah. You know? And someone who's cool with, you know, all the things that, you know, encompass all the things that we all like. Right. And you know? being a submissive means that you want to please your dominant. Absolutely. So, to me, I need somebody who, who wants to please, who wants to be there, who who is enjoying what's happening. Like I've said before... You always have to have an enthusiastic partner. So that's probably the biggest thing. Someone that actually wants to be there and do what we're doing. So true. All right. All right, John. What are some buzz kills <gasps> from a submissive or a dominant? Oh, God. A little fucking liar. Thank you. Yes. Don't fucking lie to me. Oh, my God. I can't. That, that breaks everything. That breaks all the trust. 
we can't play because yeah. I can't believe that what you're asking me to do is what you actually want. You remember that little sissy bitch that, you know, always talks about coming over, how much he loves me and wants to oh be here. Oh my God, yeah. Yeah. You know, he gets a girlfriend <laughs> that I don't hear from him for, you know, six to nine months. And then when he realizes, oh, this is boring, it's not working out anymore, she wants like a real relationship, then he calls me. I don't know what I was thinking. I miss you so much. Yeah. yeah. Or how about someone that comes over and we're having a party and they're, they're here and we're all having fun. They're having a great time. And then they go back to another group and say, oh, they beat me without my consent. Oh, my God. Yeah, to get attention. Never yeah. fucking happened. Never happened. Yeah. But here we go. Through the whole community because <laughs> somebody wanted to fucking lie. That's it. Little fucking liar. guess who's not invited back over anymore? Exactly. Yeah. Damn, John. I'm just saying. <laughs> don't lie in your relationship. Ugh, that that's the number sucks. yeah communication and lying yeah yeah those those are deal breakers big deal breakers you know and it builds they lie one time and you let it go and then they lie again and you let it go and it just it just and you know i've told people just because i don't tell you that i know you're lying doesn't mean i don't know and i'm 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 paying attention yeah absolutely so Ooh, we're yeah. getting deep tonight here's one on here it says pain sluts Painslets are fun, but to just, I don't know. I do have a problem with that. We've said it before. You can do whatever you want to me. That's not an answer. That's that's a lack of imagination, and that's going to get a lot of people in trouble. You'll probably end up in jail. Do whatever you want. <laughs> and then you come back and say, well, I didn't want that. You didn't have my consent. <laughs> well, bitch, you didn't say I couldn't put fish hooks in your eyelids and rip them up the top of your head. You didn't say I couldn't. You said I'd do whatever I want. You need to be more specific. So, what, what, what's your biggest thing that you love as being a dominant? You know, we talk about power exchange a lot and a lot of people really enjoy that. And it's fun. I like that. For me, it's more of the energy exchange that I have between, between someone. If I can create a moment, an experience that no, no one's ever been able to to create for you before that no that I've never be, been able to create for myself before that's where I get excited it's not do I get to beat you with a flogger it's not do I get to put fire on you it's what can we do that no one else has ever done what experience can I create that you can't get in any other way and if I can do that 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 excites me it's it's just fun to create that for someone and to experience that with someone and the energy that comes from it yeah, you know, I think there's one thing that really stuck out in that statement was the fact that you said, I'm going to give you something that no one else will give you. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I've been able to do that oh, a yeah. lot. A lot. Yeah. yeah. Because everybody's different. Everybody's dynamic is different. And even if someone did the exact same thing I did with that person, it still wouldn't be the same experience. Yeah. It's the experience I want to create. It's, the scene is just a way to get there. You know, what's really funny is, you know, a couple of years ago when we met and everything else, I never thought, you know, you just never think <laughs> how far someone's going to go, you know, in BDSM and, you know, just the whole, you know, uh, the whole journey. You yeah. Know? You and never know. Sometimes I look back and it's only been a couple of years. Yeah. I'm like, it's gone so quickly. Like so quick. I came into the community. Like, holy shit. I'm doing demos. I'm yeah. running things. Where I'm, yeah. But then I think about it. I was like, and I told you before. I've always been this way. Yeah. I just wasn't in the community. Yeah. I didn't know what the words were. So it's not new. No. It was just allowed to come out. 
So, and you can't create that in someone. People come to us and say, well, can you teach me how to be a dom? I'm like, no, you, you can't I can show you techniques yes. and I can show you how to use a flogger and I can show you how to do these things, but I can't change who you are. But let me tell you, it, the time that I really knew, I was like, <laughs> okay, John's here. He's full force. He's here. <laughs> He's doing it. Was when I heard at a party, John set my pussy on fire. Light <laughs> me up. <laughs> That was a good party. That was a fucking great party. Oh, my God. I lit so many girls on fire that night. It was <laughs> great. Then, they were then, lining up. Yes. I was like, holy shit, I got six girls in line for... And then... That never happened to me before. I was popular. <laughs> I was waiting around for you to get laid, and I was just like, okay, I got to get home. I got to get home. got to get my husband the car. Well, well, I got my dick sucked in the hot tub, and I did get laid a little bit. Oh, different party. Yeah. Different party. <laughs> Okay, I've had fun at several parties. Yes, at that party that I was sitting there outside the door, I'm like, come on, John, hurry the fuck up. It's always get good <laughs> when you go. get to have sex at one of the sex parties. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Yeah, that was one hell of a You know, all the parties too. are fun, but sex just is the icing on the cake. It so is the icing on the cake. Everybody else is having sex, I want sex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Okay. That was great. That night I got to see a couple get in the weirdest fucking positions in this big ass bing bag. You missed that. Oh, thank God. But he had like a fucking dick like a soda can. Oh. Bigger than a soda can. Oh, yeah. I remember that. And, and then the I pool like, table. Everybody's shit. fucking on top of the pool table. Yes. Our friends sitting on the counter behind you getting her pussy out. You didn't even know what was happening. I was like, no. Mia, look. Mia, look. You're like, what? I'm Just fucking look. You I'm turn around and, and her pussy's right in your face. <laughs> I'm like, see? <laughs> Fucking, fucking listen. I'm trying to save your life right now. Move. <laughs> Get away. <laughs> oh, what a night. Yeah, That's we need to go fun. to one of those parties again. We fucking do. All right. Okay. So, here's another one. Yes. What kind of experience do you have in power exchange and being a dom and doing these? Because that's important. If you're meeting somebody and you want somebody that has a lot of experience, you need to ask them that. Yeah. Or if you're if you're brand new and you want some you want to grow with someone you want somebody that has a little experience because you have a little you need to know what you want and you need to be able to ask the right question definitely. Um. What so what gets you off about being a dominant? Uh, you know, I know for me I've tried several times and you've seen me yeah. being a submissive is not it doesn't work. I go to a bad place. Yeah, it just doesn't work for me. I've yeah. tried. I've I've given it. A lot of effort. It doesn't work. Definitely. So, but being a dominant is great. Yeah. So for you, what is it? I like the power. I like the control. Yeah. You like to tell men what to do. I do. I love it. Yeah. I love it. All right. What kinds of things are there that you haven't tried, but you would like to? That's a good question to ask a sub because mm -hmm. you try and create the fantasy i've never done this and this is what i said before something yeah. that you've never done before i've never done this but i really would like to try this thing great i'd like that too oh I, i'm really not into that i don't think i could do that for you that's a good conversation to have before you get started Definitely. if they can't do what you want it's not going to match you can't force it definitely like you you're happy to shit on someone i'm not <laughs> If you want to get shit on, don't ask me. I'm not going to do I it. I do other things, John. Don't I know, but it's shit. a good example. Sometimes you have to go to the extreme to get your point across. <laughs> oh, but some goodness. people don't want 24-7. It's yeah. a lot of responsibility. So as a dom, if you don't want to have a 24-7 slave, but your slave wants you to be 24-7, it's not going to work. 
Because one of you is going to give. And, and, you know, usually the submissive is going to be kind of needy and over, over needy. <laughs> right. <laughs> you don't want more from you than you're able to give. You know, you have to be able to have the time and the energy to, to do that. It's a commitment. So, anything else? Any other questions you would ask your, your little slave boys? I can't think of anything, honestly, John. Yeah, no, these were good questions. Communicate what you want. Uh, communi- communicate your experience level and what their commun- experience level is. What, what are you looking to get out of it? What was your partner looking to get out of it? Because to me, what you're looking to get out of it is maybe even more important than what, what it is we're actually doing. What is the fantasy, but what what is the experience that you want to have? Do you want to cry at the end? Do you want this to be healing for you? Do you just want to try it because it looks like fun and makes you horny? Those are two different things that you're going to do down there. I can't think of any more either. <laughs> then let's call it a night, John. All right. <laughs> well, until next time, make all your... God, I wish I knew what I wanted fantasies become reality.